The Triple Alliance of Takeda Imagawa Hojo had fallen apart by the late 1560s. Shingen decided to take the remaining Imagawa lands after his ally had been crushed by the forces of Nobunaga. This pissed off his son, Takeda Yoshinobu, who was married to the daughter of the late Imagawa Yoshimoto. Yoshinobu rebelled against his father and committed Sopoku after this failed coup. Shingen agreed to partition the lands of the Imagawa with Tokugawa Ieyasu. Their former ally, the Hojo, attempted to intervene, which led to a war between the Takeda and Hojo. After Shingen broke with the Hojo, there was an incident when the Hojo boycotted salt supplies to Kai province. Salt was crucial at the time in order to preserve meat. When Uesugi Kenshin heard of his great rival, Takeda Shingen's problem, he sent salt to Shingen from his own province. Kenshin commented that the Hojo had, quote, performed a very mean act. I do not fight with salt, but with a sword, end quote. Shingen defeated the Hojo and secured his new gains in the former Imagawa clan. At this point, the Takeda clan was one of the most powerful in all of Japan. Having taken a large portion of territory and retainers, and securing his northern flank against his great rival, Uesugi Kenshin, Shingen turned his attention to the angry elephant in the room, Oda Nobunaga. Takeda marched his forces into the Tokugawa lands, who had traditionally been defending the Oda clan's eastern flank, and utterly crushed them at the Battle of Mikatagahara. Tokugawa Ieyasu managed to save the day by tricking Shingen into retreating, but by the next year, 1573, Shingen would return with a formidable army of 30,000 meant to face the great daimyo lord, Oda Nobunaga. However, right as his grand campaign to Kyoto began, Shingen besieged Noda Castle in Tokugawa lands. Shingen wanted to understand the level of morale in the besieged castle, so rather astutely, he came up with a plan. The castle had a lone flute player who could be heard playing every evening. Shingen reasoned that he could determine the level of morale of the defenders by assessing the quality of the flute music. In the evening, and under cover of darkness, Shingen approached the fortress wall to listen to the enemy flute music. But one night, the presence of Shingen's entourage attracted the attention of castle defenders. A sniper's bullet shot and mortally wounded Shingen. While on his deathbed, Shingen called for one of his most able warriors to raise the Takeda battle flag on the bridge leading to Kyoto, as if he was advancing on the capital. Shingen then collapsed and soon died. It was common practice for a samurai to compose a death poem. Shingen had chosen an epitaph derived from Zen literature. It is largely left to her own natural bodily perfection, and she has no special need to resort to artificial coloring and powdering to look beautiful. The Takeda clan would pass to Shingen's son, Takeda Katsuori, who was unable to recover the momentum of his father's death. He returned home, and in order to prevent an attack from the Oda Tokugawa forces, the Takeda kept secret about the death of Takeda Shingen for two years. When Takeda Shingen's death was learned by his great rival, Uesugi Kenshin, Kenshin wept for him privately and stated, quote, I have lost my good rival. We won't have a hero like that again. End quote. Uesugi Kenshin was able to expand in his own right, conquering the contested lands of the south between himself and the Hojo, 
and to the west, leading him into direct combat with the forces of Oda Nobunaga. The Oda forces had returned to the lands of Nobunaga's traitorous brother-in-law and conquered the Azai Asakura Alliance by 1573, cementing his power base as undisputed ruler of central Japan. Hojo Ujiyasu, the wise and cunning great leader of the Hojo, had died a few years earlier, and alongside the death of his great rival Takeda Shingen, Uesugi Kenshin had nobody to fear. By 1575, Takeda Katsuori returned to the Tokugawa lands in order to continue his father's famed march to Kyoto. Katsuori didn't think much of the Tokugawa. He was there at Mikatagahara and still remembered his father's decisive victory over the Tokugawa, and so his first goal on the warpath was to defeat the Oda's greatest ally, the Tokugawa. The lands of the Takeda had grown large under his father, and many forces were needed in the vast domain to defend from the Takeda's many enemies. Katsuori managed to rally 15,000, while the remainder of his army defended their lands. He entered Tokugawa lands, but didn't want to get bogged down in a large siege, which would give the larger Oda clan time to rally to their allies' aid, and so kept changing his objective. First arriving at the Tokugawa capital of Okazaki, a traitor had conspired against the Tokugawa and offered to open the gates for the Takeda. However, he was discovered and executed, so Katsuori changed his plan. Next, Katsuori took his forces to Yoshida Castle, which Tokugawa Ieyasu had rather intelligently foresaw as his next move, and stationed an additional 6,000 troops there, forcing Katsuori to take the much smaller Nagashino Castle. Patreon time. A special thanks to my Patreon supporters. Aaron Hansen, Grimbot, Rick Winter, Johanna, and Melina Leonard. Thanks, guys. The defenders of Nagashino Castle, greatly outnumbered, held off the Takeda forces. After a few days, a Tokugawa samurai managed to sneak through the Takeda lines to deliver a request for aid to Okazaki. At Okazaki, Nobunaga had arrived with a grand army numbering around 30,000, twice that of the Takeda. The samurai bravely took the message back to Nagashino that help was on the way. Katsuori captured the samurai on his return mission and was impressed by his bravery, offering him a position in the Takeda army should he lie to the defenders that aid was not coming. He figured that if the castle learned no help was coming, they would surely surrender, and then Katsuori would have a much better defensive position. The samurai took the deal and approached the castle, surrounded by Takeda soldiers. The samurai was expected to tell the stoic defenders that aid was not coming. Instead, he did the opposite, screaming out that the Oda and Tokugawa armies were on the way and to stay strong. He was crucified by the Takeda, but the message was heard by the brave defenders and they did not surrender. Katsuori was young and unproven yet. He felt that he could not return home in failure as his clan might overthrow him. Katsuori held a meeting between his generals, many of whom were the proven 24 generals of Takeda. They suggested he return home to Kai, where they would have a much better defensive position and more aid. However, Katsuori rejected this and decided to stay. The generals of Katsuori urged him to assault Nagashino Castle so they could at least have a defensive perimeter against them and the much larger forces of Oda Nobunaga. Katsuori rejected this as well. 
suggesting they attack the Oda Tokugawa forces on the field, perhaps envisioning another victory like that of his father at Mikatagahara. The night before the battle, the 24 famed generals felt their defeat and death was near, so they shared a final cup of sake together. They stayed loyal to their daimyo, even amongst all odds. The next day, Nobunaga arrived with his grand army, now swelling in numbers to 38,000. Nobunaga set up a series of palisade barriers to fend off the feared Takeda cavalry charge. Katsuori chose to break up his forces into five groups of 3,000. One of these armies would stay behind to maintain the siege of Nagashino. The other four would take the field to charge the forces led by Nobunaga. On the morning of the battle, a heavy rain overtook the sky. Nobunaga lined up his forces behind a shallow river, separating the two armies. 3,000 Ashigaru armed with arquebusiers lined up behind palisade planks. Katsuori believed the rain would render the guns useless. Before this, guns were only used for defending castles and behind forts. In this battle, Nobunaga would revolutionize Japanese warfare. Lining his arquebusiers up three men deep, the first volley would fire, then retreat to the back where they could reload, and the next volley would come to the front, maximizing the clunky arquebusiers into weapons of mass destruction. Early in the morning, Katsuori ordered his men to charge the Oda lines from a mere 400 meters out. Three armies charged the Oda forces, but were slowed down by the shallow river, separating the Takeda Oda forces. The cavalry expected the initial volley of fire to be destructive, but after that, the arquebusiers would need time to reload. However, they were greeted immediately, after this with a second volley, and then a third. Like a machine gun before the invention of machine guns, the bullets kept coming, causing massive damage to the oncoming horsemen. The remaining cavalry reached the palisade wall. Few were able to break through, and those that did were met with spearmen lined up behind the arquebusiers. The battle went on for hours, and it wasn't going well for the Takeda. Eventually, Katsuori ordered a full charge of all remaining men under his command. He himself joined in the fighting. By midday, the Takeda forces broke and ran. The Oda forces vigorously pursued and routed the Takeda. The Takeda lost 10,000 men in the Battle of Nagashino, including many of the 24 generals of Takeda Shingen, one of whom was the uncle of Katsuori, Takeda Shingen's younger brother. After the Battle of Nagashino, the Takeda were broken, and those who survived the onslaught limped back home to Kai, Katsuori among them. Uesugi Kenshin knew Oda Nobunaga needed to be dealt with, so he turned to his former rival's son, Takeda Katsuori, and formed an alliance to depose Oda Nobunaga once and for all. The tiger and the dragon were now marching together. Kenshin also made peace with the Iko Iki, who were still holding up Nobunaga's forces at their fortress in Ishiyama Honganji. In Noto province, west of Echigo and northeast of Nobunaga's territory, the death of a lord sparked up confusion and conflict. Kenshin was quick to use the opportunity, taking land from the weakened clan, which had become a vassal to the Oda. In response, Nobunaga pulled together a grand army of 32,000, led by some of his greatest generals, including Toyotomi Hideyoshi, Akechi Mitsuhide, and Shibata Katsue. The ultimate command of the battle would be left to Katsue. By the time the Oda forces arrived in Kaga province, neighboring Noto province, the Oda forces mustered a staggering 50,000 men. 
Kenshin faced him with around 30,000. The two greatest warlords of the day would now face off to determine the fate of central Japan. The Oda forces were larger and had more long-range weapons, where the Uesugi forces had more experienced veteran samurai. The two armies faced each other, both stationed at opposite sides of a river. Kenshin predicted a nighttime river crossing by the Oda, so he made sure to provoke it at an opportune moment. Kenshin arranged his army to conceal his actual numbers and detached a small number to trick the Oda forces into thinking it was a nighttime flank. Katsuye ordered his generals to commence the attack by charging across the river. As the Oda forces marched across the river, suddenly a strong current overtook them and carried many of them off while the remaining few were in a precarious position and exposed. Kenshin's detached force had gone upriver and broken a dike so that the waters would overflow and flood, a tactic he had learned from his old rival Takeda Shingen. The Oda forces soon broke and fled across the river. The Oda casualties were one-fourth of their total force, whereas Kenshin's were minimal. Instead of pressing the attack, Katsuye ordered a full retreat. This was a humbling defeat to Nobunaga and dealt a massive blow to his ego. After his crushing defeat at Tedorigawa, Nobunaga considered ceding the northern provinces to Kenshin. He was still tied up with the Iko Iki. As well as this, Japan's western greatest clan, the Mori, had recently begun aiding the Iko Iki. Kenshin was not impressed by Oda Nobunaga. He was surprised at the mediocrity of this great warlord. However, it was not Nobunaga he faced on the field of battle. It was Shibata Katsuye. Kenshin did not pursue the attack and instead returned back to Echigo to consolidate his new territory. Later, Kenshin arranged to put forth a grand army to march on Nobunaga, but fate would deter this. Bad weather held up the army's advance, and Uesugi Kenshin, the god of war, died of esophageal cancer in the spring of 1578. Shortly before his demise, he wrote this death poem. Even a lifelong prosperity is but one cup of sake. A life of 49 years is passed in a dream. I know not what life is, nor death. Year in, year out, all but a dream. Both heaven and hell are left behind. I stand in the moonlit dawn, free from clouds of attachment. After his death, a civil war broke out between the adopted sons of Kenshin. The Uesugi were now out of the war. With the death of the great Uesugi Kenshin, Nobunaga's eastern flank was secure. Only one great clan remained to deal with, the great Mori clan of the west. After this victory, all of Japan would be unified under Oda Nobunaga. <laughs>